Instagram is amazing because the posts need to be short. So you can see people improve because they write lots of short posts. Mm. Uh, but you're going to improve in a specific way. And that's, it's completely fine. Anything is, anything is a good way to improve. If it's a small paragraph, if it's writing one-line poems and publishing them on Medium every day. Hmm. I've seen people write all kinds of different things. And if you keep at it long enough, you're going to improve, period. Hmm. And hmm. it's going to be, your writing is generally going to be better. Welcome to Stolaroid Stories, a podcast that will help you improve your English through inspiring conversations and personal stories. I'm Fabio Cerpelloni. I'm a professional English teacher. Welcome to the show. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of Stolaroid Stories. Welcome, guys. In this episode, we have a special guest, Trisha from Vagabond English. Trisha is a writing coach from California. She is based in France and uh, she is my writing coach because she's been helping me write my own book called Any Language You Want. So if you've been following me for a while, you might know that I'm writing a book called Any Language You Want, where I tell everything everything I did to learn English. And I give, um, I tell a lot of stories on how I did it. I'm sharing some of the paragraphs from my book in my weekly newsletter. If you want to join, the link is in the show notes. And uh, Trisha is, um, is an amazing coach because she's giving me a lot of um, advice on how to improve my sentences, improve my paragraphs, how to make my stories more interesting and, uh, you know, what details to give. So writing is an art and I think um, I'm learning a lot um, about it thanks to Trisha. Trisha has a website, vagabondenglish.com and on her website she says, I love hearing about your unique message, your story, your reason to write and helping you put it in words in a way that connects a way that feels right. So get ready to listen to Trisha because she's got something amazing to tell you. Get ready now, it's story time. Trisha, welcome to Stolaroid Stories. It's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Fabio. Trisha, for the people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself. Can you tell us your life, life story in one minute? <laughs> okay. Um, so I was born in California and uh, I, in middle school, I was allowed to pick a foreign language if I wanted to come early and study a foreign language. And I said, yes, I do. And I choose French. And everybody had always, for years, everybody said, why, why, why in Southern California would you study French? Um, you know, cause it's crazy because everyone speaks Spanish and I said, I don't know. I just want to, um, I ended up learning Spanish anyway, also. Um, but you know, I studied French. Then I, um, I went on to study French at university and everyone said, why, what are you going to do? Become a French teacher. And I said, I don't know. I just want to. Um, and I got my first job and my first employer, I, I love writing and I've always been a writer. And my first employer said, why should I think you can write? 
you studied mm. French. And I said, but if I can do it in French, I could do it in English. So I said, okay. Um, mm. And then I got bored of that job and I moved to France. I had the possibility of going and doing a teaching assistantship in France because I studied French. Then I realized I really like teaching and I really like France. And then now when people say, oh, I did nothing with my studies and it was a waste of my time, I say, ah, but I use my studies every day because I still live here. So wow. an abbreviated okay. life story, but you did ask for it in 60 seconds. I don't yeah, know if I achieved yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So. Better than, than, than I can. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so you studied French and I know that you are a, you're a writing coach because you are, you are my writing coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're yeah, helping me writing uh, my, my book. Yeah. Uh, why why are, are you so interested in, in writing? I think it's just something I've always done, you know, like, I think mm. I just, it's maybe the way that I relate to the world in my writing community. Sometimes we talk about, or we writing about prompts or on a creative project or for a blog post or for business, or just to make sense of the world. And I think that's just what I do. And mm. I even have relationships that revolve entirely around writing, you know, sort of my writing oh. friends. Yeah. So it's, okay. um, yeah, it's just, it's integral. I don't think it's something that I, it's, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm passionate about it. It's just fundamental. It's just what I do. But so you, <laughs> you, you said, you said that you, you, you've always, you've always done it. You mm. said. So you've been doing it for how many years? Like a, a, more than, well, <laughs> do I have to tell you how old I am? Okay. I, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, this happened with another guest as well. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I don't, I mean, yeah, like I, I have this really early memory of my mom mm, writing a book for me when I was too young to actually pick up something to write with. And I always had a difficulty with my small motor skills. So it was hard for me to physically write. So my mom made this book for me, um, before I could actually physically write. So it's, uh, I don't know. I think writing is maybe innate to people and storytelling. Hmm. Hmm. But what what do you write? Like what do you what do you like writing? And for who? Like do you do you write and then publish what you write, or do you just write for yourself? Uh, both, both. Hmm. Um, like I said, the writing to make sense of the world. Um, I'll write to gather my ideas, or to organize my ideas, or to to set my goals. You know, make lists, hmm. things like that. Um, then in my journal, a poem will come up, then I might put that onto my computer. I went through a phase where I published a bunch of things on Medium that were mostly creative. They could be also, um, creative nonfiction or like memoir, uh, mm -hmm. but then essays. Um, and I like writing nonfiction too. So that kind of, I, I like it all. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually I, I, I did some research, um, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I know that you, you've been keeping a journal every morning for nearly 20 years. And I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and keeping a journal, like to me, keeping a journal would be like, it will be more, more a chore, mm. a chore than, okay. than a create, like than a pleasure. Because I know that I okay. have to write, I mean, what do you write in a journal? Do you just write things as they come to your mind or do you answer questions 
Yeah, so everybody does it differently and you're allowed to change during your life. And some people use prompts and other people just do something, you know, sometimes productivity, um, people that are interested in productivity will do something called a brain dump where they just get everything that's on their mind, mm. write it down in no particular order and then say, okay, I'm going to do something about this so I can stop stressing out about it. I find that really useful too. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly useful. That's <laughs> it's really good. Um, you know, it's as a, you don't get a poem out of it, but you get to not be stressed out. And that's nice. I mean, as a creative person, I will admit to coming out of the closet and also caring about not, you know, not only creative things. Um, so, you know, things like that. Um, you can plan your blog post. I find that the morning is a good time for me if I can get quiet or the night. Um, you know, when things are, whenever things are, once you have kids, it's really whenever things are quiet. Uh, <laughs> Which is never, I guess. <laughs> Which is when they are sleeping. <laughs> so it could be the morning if you get up before them or in the evening once they've gone to bed. Yes. Uh, so, so that's why, you know, the morning is a good time for me because I'm awake, but the evening is a good time too, because I have lots of ideas. So, mm. um, yeah, you could write anything that you want to. It shouldn't feel like a chore. I'm I'm curious that, so you would say that you've not used a journal, for example, to improve your fluency, like, you know, since you love learning languages. Um, that, that was a really important tool for me when my university mm. professor said, start a journal in French. I felt that my fluency improved, like when I started reading. It, it, it's, it's similar, you know. I can uh, tell you, experience. I can tell, well, I, I need to specify there that I don't love learning languages but I loved mm. learning English and okay, okay. Uh, I used to write essays because okay. I took many not many but I took three language exams when mm -hmm. I was a, a learner and uh, so I wrote essays um, and I got into writing recently like last year because when, when I started a blog and I now realize that I, I love writing even more than I right. love teaching because okay. it's it's really like the book that I'm writing with you is it's giving me a lot of ideas lo lots of I, I reflect a lot as I'm writing mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. ideas come to my mind and then I need to put them into words which is it, it sounds easy, but it, but it's not. Right. And then I I've never kept a journal, but I did the the brain dump what what you talked about before. Mm -hmm. Like before going to bed, sometimes I've got I've got ideas, I've got things that I yeah. I know that the next day I have to do, and it's all in my head. So I take a piece of paper and I just write everything mm -hmm. everything that is in in uh, it's, it's on my mind, and that helps me go go to sleep, like knowing that, yeah. oh, okay, it's just, I, I release all the stress, I release all the, all that, it, that it's on my mind. Uh, I don't keep a journal, but I keep, it's something that I learned in, uh, in a book called Story Worthy, which mm -hmm. I think we've, we've talked about. Right. Uh, it's called Homework for Life. So every day you write down one or more than one thing that uh, has made your day different mm. from the day before. So yeah. you need to find, you, you find, you, you write down something that is story worthy, so, something that okay. you can tell a story about. Okay. And this, it, 
it could be like if you have an ordinary life like i i do uh <laughs> you might you might think you know what should i what's story worthy today what's what's something that happened that that's worth of a story yeah well you don't have to look for the big things but small things like something that made you think something that made you reflect yeah. or something you've you've changed your mind about i do that every day I, it's mm -hmm. not a it's not a journal like it's not i don't write down more than two or three sentences so okay. uh sometimes it's it's even a collection of of words that that's all okay. i do yeah. I think then that it kind of depends on what you mean by a journal, because there are people mm. who say, I keep a gratitude journal and they write down every day, whatever they were, you know, they're grateful for, which is not exactly the same as what you're doing, but it's pretty close or, yeah. um, you know, or it could be that you, you're, I mean, I don't know, we call it a journal, but I just, I sometimes call it making sense of the world through writing because mm. it doesn't. Um, you know, you might write down, I'll write down things that are not necessarily to tell a story, but to savor, you know, there's a moment that I just want to say, okay, I want to remember this, that I want to yeah. remember how it felt to live this moment and remember it. I don't go back and read my journal. You know, it's not like a dear diary on this day, you know, and so I could look back and see what's happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like an extension maybe of thinking or preparation for doing something later, whether it's a creative project or, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say that I keep a journal where I have a specific habit. It, you know, I just write something practically every day, okay. um, but I like your idea of writing a story each day. Uh, and I could see how that would improve your writing skills over time and your storytelling mm. skills over time. So, Yeah. Yeah, so I guess uh, yeah, because mm. when I when I hear the word journal, mm, I, mm -hmm. I I I imagine someone who writes down something like, uh, "Today I had this," you know, it's a, it's a full yeah. story, like four hundred words. No, that that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone who does that. Okay. You know, I don't actually know anyone who does that. That's interesting. Like I I I realize that this is a concept, but I have never. You know, except for maybe teenage girls or something, you know, or preteens. Yeah. But I never actually did that. Um, so that's interesting. But no, just uh, what I mean is uh, loosely writing down ideas to um, either gather them in one place, figure out what I want to do next, make sense of something, organize ideas, or start a creative project. Yeah. Usually, so I, usually something like that. Yeah. So I, I do it. So I, uh, I do yeah. that every day. So, <laughs> so you're I, a journaler too. Yeah, I'm a journaler. Okay, good. This is my story, story worthy moment uh, of today. I've realized that I'm a journaler. Yeah. Great. Yes. <laughs> Um, then I read on Welcome. your web. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, I also read on your website, Vagabond English. Actually, tell us a little bit about Vagabond English. What is, what is it? Um, well, it's just, uh, it's kind it's turned into a little bit, I guess I like to think of it as a community. Um, I started out thinking that I would teach English and I switched to writing, um, I'd, or did it just evolved? It's more what people were asking me, or maybe it's more what I'm interested in. And, um, but there is a common theme of people that I work with tend to speak more than one language and write in more than one language. Hmm. Uh, and I don't, um, you know, in terms of writing prompts, you can write 
in any language, you know, if I say, let's write about this theme or think about this thing, um, that can be in any language. And many people actually write and journal in more than one, you know, in multiple languages. So mm. if an idea comes in a different language that you speak, you could also write that down or, uh, it's, you know, it's completely valid and to write even poems or stories that, are, you know, have expressions from mm. more than one language. So that's just something that I would say that's something I'm passionate about working with people or writing alongside people that know what it is like to write and speak and live in more than one language. Mm. Uh, and th yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah. And so it's, uh, <clears throat> could we say that it's a community of, of multilingual writers? Yeah. Yeah. But, but also sometimes people think of themselves not as writers um, and they're readers mm. and they say, well, I want to write, but maybe I'm not a writer. And mm. I think that's kind of an, that's really a fascinating uh, transition that I see people make or a transformation, you know, um, to, to think, well, could I do this? I can read a book, but could I write one? Or I could read a story and I love stories, but could I actually write one? And I think that's really interesting to watch people go from, uh, as you read, I think that you're really writing alongside the person who's writing already. You're filling in a lot of blanks and good writing there are blanks to fill in. And you fill those in with your own information or by understanding what the other person said without saying it. And then when you go to writing, uh, it's not as hard as most people think. And then mm. some people will, a lot, everybody kind of says, well, am I a writer? When am I a writer? Am I a writer when I've been paid for my job? Am I a writer? Many people think it's that. If I earn money for my writing, I am a writer. Mm. Uh, but perhaps it's just if you write, you're a writer. Yeah. Also. I agree. Uh, so, I agree. Yeah. Because I think mm. the, 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 the idea that we have of writers, like when you, if, if, if you say, what comes to mind when you hear the word writer? Most people, I think, would say, well, Stephen King, you know, or sure. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, someone who's been publishing books like for years mm -hmm. and they make a living out of it. But actually, you are a writer if you write. You're a speaker right. of, of English or, or any language if you speak it. Uh, you don't need to get paid. You don't need to be famous um, it doesn't require a degree and if you have a degree it doesn't mean that you're going to get a writing job so mm, um yeah, yeah it's not okay. yeah no it's uh more fluid than that so yeah uh and um uh you you mentioned that in your community there are readers so people who love reading and i know that on your website you say that you read <laughs> Very, very slowly. Yes. What, what you, what you can you tell us a little bit about that? So you read very, very slowly. You mean? Well, uh, it yes. doesn't. I, I feel like it doesn't affect me except that at at different intervals in my education, when people would check, you know, their standardized tests, and I would say, "How fast do you read?" Oh, mm. maybe you don't read fast enough. This could be a problem. But it's mm. the only time that anyone that that it's become an issue I do have to plan ahead if I'm reading a book like a novel or something and it's really long I have to think well I'm going to need to read this you know I I have there are a few people I know in our writing group who could read a giant 600 page book in a weekend and it's just devoured over 
but I don't do that. And I think that it's, I feel that it's okay to spend time because I remember going into university and taking a reading test and they said, oh, we're worried about you. You don't read very quickly. And um, I don't know, there's so much reading and figuring out what things mean that I feel like if you take your time to read things, I mean, mm. yes, you can be penalized if if really you can't read fast enough, um, you know, to to take in the information and it, it can that can be painful um but it's not my case so sometimes reading slowly can mean that you stop to think about what you were reading or mm. you mm. know you said well, what does that mean and what does it remind me of and all that kind of slow reading is mm, probably also useful uh so i'm not fast but yeah but yeah it hasn't it's funny because it does not appear to hurt me um at all not that it cannot be difficult for someone if it's really too much and it, you know, there might be some things to do about that, um, you know, but uh, it does. Yeah, it, not to the extent that it, it makes me not be able to understand what I'm reading. Yeah, um, I use I used to think that I needed to read a lot of books to learn. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why for two years I started setting goals so this year mm -hmm. i want to read 20 books next year i'm going to read 25 books but actually i realized that i read a book then i put it down then mm -hmm. i finish it i put it down and i f i forget about what i read because right. I, I i read non-fiction okay i only read non-fiction mm -hmm. so there is a lot of information there when you read uh, a non-fiction book but actually, you don't, like reading isn't a competition, right? It's not, a, mm -hmm. it's, it also depends on what you, what's your purpose for reading? Like, what, mm -hmm. why do you read? I read to learn. I read to learn about the world. I don't read to, for entertainment or mm -hmm. for, because I want to read a, a, a nice fictional story. Mm -hmm. I read to, like, here I've got... The, the psychology of persuasion, for example. Okay. Uh, these things. So I read about psychology, environment, mm -hmm. nutrition. Um, but what, what do you read? I read, I usually am reading a couple of different books at different speeds. So I'll read, I'll read fiction because just in our writing community, we read mm. a normally a fiction book each month. Occasionally we read huh. nonfiction. Yeah. Or an anthology of some kind. Uh, but most of the time it's around fiction. So that is, you know, something that I'm always looking out for. And anyway, I read one of those every month. Um, but then I fill in with other books just because I want to. And a lot of those will be nonfiction. But depending on the book, I'll take it slower because as you said, you might be learning something, hmm. especially if you're learning a skill, you might take some time and reflect on it. Or if you say, okay, I want to incorporate this skill or this new knowledge into my life, it takes longer than, I mean, you could read the 200 pages. Um, I'm one of those people that will go into, you know, a bookstore in the States. They do not throw you out. They have like a big cushy chair and you could sit in it and open nice. a book and read it cover to cover in maybe two hours. And if a book I can read in two hours and be done with it, I'm not buying it. But some books you keep reading and you say, this is a book I could learn from, so I'm going to buy it and take it home. 
Uh, and I, uh, people in France tell me that's insane that you cannot have a bookstore like this where people could just sit down and read an entire book. <laughs> but I spent a lot of times in bookstores like this and I could say that the, you know, I bought more books because of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and from that place, you know, if I read the book in this store, I'm buying it here. I'm not buying it on Amazon or anything else. I'm buying it right there. Um, mm. So, but I think that the the sign of a book that I want to buy is a book that I would refer to again, or that I say I have to learn this, whatever it is, you know. Um, so yeah. then, in that, in, like, I agree with you that you couldn't maybe read it. If you read it in two hours, you probably will just forget everything and not act on it, which is perhaps not the point of reading the book. Yeah, especially if you read nonfiction, which is something uh, right. in factual. And if you read self-help, um, there are tips on how to do things. And you want to mm -hmm. remember those, but not only remember things, but also implement and uh, apply the advice or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so tell us a little bit about how you help people with their writing, because you've been helping me and I've discovered mm -hmm. like a lot of things about writing, first of all, Okay. even like small comments about details that you, mm. that you mentioned mm -hmm. in, in, in our Google document that we are okay. using to, to write the book, um, I've discovered, I can tell you, I've discovered things about storytelling. I remember that you said the, that I, I kind of have a natural, I don't think you use the word talent, but mm -hmm. natural inclination to vary the sentences yeah. within a paragraph. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm learning, I'm, I've learned a lot, but uh, yeah, what, how do you help people improve their writing or discover their voice because that's also what yeah. you do well mm. it depends on the person and the goal uh because i think that um you know what i found yeah i i, I don't like the word talent mm. because but you do you you have this ability but i suspect that the ability that you have to put your sentences together and tell your stories comes from the practice of telling stories out loud because I know that that's something that you yeah. do yeah and the practice of I think with the timing that's something that's pretty big uh and I think uh with the practice of just writing something story worthy I think that then you would have lots of anecdotes mm. uh, and be used to sharing them which is a skill that you develop over time yeah and I think too knowing how to you know something small like varying your sentence structure like here's a longer sentence and a short sentence so that people can breathe and so things are funny and or suspenseful that I think is something that happens to people who read mm. uh you know so these are things that you've built without perhaps thinking about it but that it's something that you've done over and over again and so now you've become good at it uh, so, I mean, a talent in the, to the, I don't think you were probably born that way, but you did these things. Mm. And so clearly you, you have collected this ability. And I think that, you know, it shows, um, sometimes people, everybody struggles with different things. I know that, um, I work with lots of teachers and interpreters and just highly educated people. So we may have written the five paragraph essay or when you were talking about, um, you know, you had to write lots of essays for tests 
for exams, for, you know, this or that class or like dissertations or, you mm. know, and then we might have read things that were really, um, you know, like a sentence is also a paragraph. <laughs> it's really exhausting. And you're saying, what is this person saying? And they get to say it this way, but I'm not allowed to, you know, <laughs> so I had to read this paragraph eight times and figure out what the sentence actually means. Um, and so when I'm not saying that it's bad to have those academic skills, but they can um, they can get in the way when you want to connect with your reader too. So sometimes people have to walk back from that. Uh, sometimes it's about what details to share, you know, to, you know, we can't share every single detail that comes to mind mm. also, because that will make your writing very heavy and then your point will be lost in all the details. So which details, when do you go into detail? Um, mm. yeah. And I think that it just depends. And some people have trouble telling, uh, sharing emotions and their writing can be very empty of emotion, but very organized and never a mistake. Um, but the emotion is not there. So how would they find that? And that's, that's actually an incredibly different, difficult thing to tackle, um, mm. sometimes so that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's all of it is a different process depending on what you are, what you are working towards, I guess. Improve. I'm sorry. What, mm -hmm. what could people do to improve their writing? Like to me, reading is essential. Like if you, yeah, if you want to be a writer, if you want to improve your mm -hmm. writing, you have to read. And uh, if you want to write nonfiction, you have to read nonfiction. If you want to write a novel, you need to write novels. Do you agree with this? I think that you probably need to read things that are like what you would like to write. Um, mm. uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I think there was a, a memoir writer who teaches, you know, Marianne Roach Smith. Um, I read her book. I think it's The Art of Memoir, if I'm remembering correctly. And she was talking about writing the personal essay and for The New Yorker or something like this. And one of her things that she said was, you know, if you want to publish in The New Yorker, you do need to read it. You get that, right? I think that's exactly what I, yeah. you know, it's been a while since I read that book, but that really stuck out in my mind. Um, so if you want to publish for Scientific American, you need to read Scientific American. And if you want to write a blog, maybe you should read other blogs. And mm. um, yeah, I agree. I think that's very sound advice. Uh, that's probably one of the first things that anyone can do. Um, and, yeah. and then, is there anything else you think? I think it's so depends on the person, but I would say begin writing. Uh, mm -hmm. begin writing something. And I liked your idea of writing just a few lines. I think that's wonderful. On my homework. In your quote journal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in your, what will we call it? In your storytelling, in your, uh -huh. you know, in your storytelling log, we could call it that, you know, even if it's a couple of lines, mm -hmm. because the frequent writing will make you better and the reading will make you better. Um, what else is, uh, maybe first steps? I think I, I want to say that journaling, when I say journaling, I also mean that you are writing something that you don't want someone else to read. Oh, and so I think private. that's an, yes. And it doesn't have to be like, if anyone discovers my journal, they will know oh my, my dark secrets, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no, but it needs to be that it is messy and it is how I feel without having to be tactful and this is what I actually think and later I'll make it sound nice but here's what 
to get, you know, here's what I feel or here's what I think about this or here's what really bugs me or here's what I actually like Hmm. to get in touch with sort of something authentic about yourself, which is unique. And I think that that is a huge step that people could take also. Hmm. Uh, And you could also you could also keep a a public journal uh, on social media. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Like publishing one post a day or keeping a blog on Facebook or Instagram or no? Skeptical? I think that you will. No, I mean, I think you will improve. So uh, I've seen a lot of people on Medium, they publish, they keep publishing or Instagram or, you know, um, Instagram is amazing because the posts need to be short. So you can see people improve because they write lots of short posts. Mm. Uh, But you're going to improve in a specific way. And that's, it's completely fine. Anything is anything is a good way to improve. If it's a small paragraph, if it's writing one-line poems and publishing them on Medium every day. Hmm. I've seen people write all kinds of different things. And if you keep at it long enough, you're going to improve, period. Hmm. And Hmm. it's going to be, your writing is generally going to be better. But I think that having something that when you only publish on social media or in a public platform, Mm -hmm. you have to think about what other people are going to think every single time. I mean, that is the purpose of social media is, I Mm. mean, it is to be seen. So people will react, people will like it. There is a, you know, how many claps did I get on Medium? How many, you know, why did this get ignored? Why did this one get viewed by tons of people? How many likes did I get? How many, you know, Mm. how many comments? So there's this feeling of, and also there's another thing that you will be constantly perhaps censoring yourself. You know, I don't write very much about my children Mm. just because that's their lives and it's personal, you know, Mm. but it's a big part of who I am. So I am, I think it's worth exploring things that you may not want to publish right away. Or there could be things that you don't know your idea is not yet fully formed. Hmm. And so it's messy and you're not ready. It doesn't fit in an Instagram post. Uh, And you don't know what you want to say ultimately about this topic. And so that's what a journal is for. It's the thing that you write before you publish. I think it creates depth. um, Uh, Yeah. And maybe authenticity, I want to say. Absolutely. Original ideas. Uh, I know of a person, well, of an author uh, that does this. Uh, he keeps, like, he opens a blank page, and mm-hmm. if he's confused about, I don't know, something, um, he asks himself the question. So, what? Yeah. Why? Why am I confused about this? And then he starts answering, and then mm-hmm. he asks himself another question, and he keeps asking himself. A lot of lo- all these questions <laughs> yeah. until until he gets clarity, because yeah. I think this is the power of writing, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I would I would love to do. I so, sometimes I do it, but I just write one line and then <laughs> okay, now that's it. I'm still confused. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the way that it begins, right? I mean. Mm. Write yeah. the first line. I'm a big fan of that. Write the first line. Write for 10 minutes. Write for five minutes. Some, write something you feel comfortable with and then the idea will suck you in or it'll remain on your mind until the next time. Hmm. You know, if you've hmm. ever done that, ask yourself, I'm confused about this. I ask myself the question, I write for five minutes and then go for a walk or come back the next day and write on it again. Your brain will have created lots of different ideas on the oh, same yeah. question that you just asked yourself, which is also kind of the purpose of a journal. Um I, that that I could think, be really good. Yeah, now that I'm now that I've discovered that you made me discover that I'm a journaler, <laughs> I think I need yes. to 
I need to do it because now I am one and uh, I have to yeah. do it more often. Uh, but another thing I wanted to ask you, like for learners of English, like posting their writing somewhere on social mm-hmm. media, on Medium, I think that's that that could be scary. Mm-hmm. But it's what might make them get out of their comfort zone and know mm. and know that someone will read that so they will improve so they they will naturally want to um use the best language they have the be- the best english spanish french they have because if you're writing in your first mm-hmm. language you you don't really care about you know i mean you you do care but mm-hmm. i don't think not as ca- much not as much I agree. yeah yeah Yeah, there's more at stake and there's uh yeah i guess uh it can be a way to get over perfectionism Mm. you know to be to get over this fear of putting something out there um but i think it's very i feel like it's very personal i think some people love to go out and publish on social media and other people are too too scared um and uncomfortable Mm. with that and they want to publish in a more quiet environment first and I think that both are valid. Uh, yeah. But wh- where, um, where can they find this this quiet environment? Your you com- can find just one other person. I mean, there's also, you know, yes, my community is a very perfect quiet environment where you could put, um, you know, people can share. You can share with someone um, that you chose. I think it's, I think it's different. Uh, on Medium, there are some editors... Uh, that will read over what you wrote first and give you some feedback, which is pretty amazing. So that's wonderful. I do that. Um, there's a um, there is a publication scribe, and the editor Thomas is French. So if I want to write a poem in French and make sure that it's good and that it's not like you know full of some weird mistakes or whatever, I will send it to his publication. Because at least I know somebody read it. And and also, it kind of depends, too. Um, if you just publish something every day, you may not get the kind of feedback that says, oh, wait, this this doesn't make sense. This um, There's a mistake here. Or where are you going with this? You know, um, you'll either get maybe mm. claps or no claps. And that doesn't necessarily steer you in a direction. So that's kind of, you know, mm. like I would mm. say yes and no. I, you know, both it can be very valuable to publish on um social media and it can be um it it definitely can be a part of a habit that can help you improve but it's not the only way um yeah Mm, mm, Uh, mm. also mm because yeah you you can write for yourself you can just write Mm -hmm. uh like it's free (laughs) you don't have to have a teacher a coach you can just Mm -hmm. write uh find a prompt you can just google it like writing prompts for i don't know for to improve my writing and and you just do it um and uh okay trisha so Mm -hmm. where can people find you um so they can find me at the blog uh vagabond english and they can also follow the um the newsletter which is a fun way it's not a super active newsletter that i send out even every week but i do try to have regular meetups where we might do some journaling, uh, you know, as I say, or some writing to make sense of the world together in person. And then for people who can't make it, I'll send out the prompts. So 
that is one way to become a better writer free. Um, it's pretty laid back, but there are, there are options to meet up with other people, to write alongside other people, um, and to do some writing prompts and think about, you know, writing maybe one aspect of writing at a time. So I love uh, the idea of, of writing to make sense of the world. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. You should oh, put it good. on your website. Write to make sense yeah. of the world. I think it's yeah, already. I need to re redo <laughs> the website. You know, always um, everyone is always redoing the website. So that's a I will take that advice. Hmm. I like it. Okay. Uh so I will link your website in the in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. And so <laughs> after everything we've talked about, what do you think I should title this episode? Huh. Well, I don't know. I would say either writing to make sense of the world or are you a writer? Either one of those. Ah, are you ah. a writer with Trisha? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Trisha so. from Vagabond English. Okay. Okay. I like that. But I also <laughs> like write to make sense of the world with yeah. Trisha from Vagabond English. Beautiful. Thank you, Trisha. It's been Thank you, Fabio. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. And good luck. Good luck with your book. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll talk soon for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Trisha. If you want to get in touch with her, all the links are in the show notes. If you want to be on my newsletter where I'm sharing the paragraphs from my book, um, the link is in the show notes too. The next guest on Stolaroid Stories will be a porn detox coach from Russia, from Canada actually, but he is Russian. And uh, we talk about bad habits. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you will join the next episode of Stolaroid Stories with another true story. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.